0: Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and today on the podcast we have Andy Dorfman, who you know as The Bachelorette. She was a Bachelorette nine years ago, so she has lived a lot of life since then, Um, but she is running the United Airlines New York City half marathon later this month with her fiance Blaine, New York Roadrunners, and so I figured why not take this up as an opportunity to catch up with her. Um, Andy is definitely one of my favorite bachelorette's ever. I don't even watch the show anymore, but I watched it for a while and Andy season was definitely a highlight and I just love her. I think that she after the show she's written two books and about You know embracing single life trying to erase some of the stigma around being single as your as a woman in your 30s and um i just love the approach that she took to life after the show i think she as we talked about a little bit in this interview she 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 was a star of that show at a good time sort of before the really intense sort of instagram centric person started joining and being cast um she sort of hit it a little bit before that and i think um it was really good timing for her obviously didn't work out for her but i think that you know it was part of it's part of her experience and so we talked a little bit about how she looks back at that and um how her relationship to the show has changed over the years but we didn't dwell on the bachelorette because it's been so long but again i think she's one of the best bachelorettes we've ever had and it was really fun to Check in with her, hear about her newly engaged life, living in South Carolina now. She lived in New York, L.A., and now South Carolina. Um, and she just seems like she's in such a great place. She's writing a third book about this latest chapter of her life, which is really exciting. And, yeah, she's just so great, so fun to talk to. And if you are in Bachelor Nation, if you used to watch The Bachelor, you'll enjoy this interview. It's a really great check-in with Andy. And, um, yeah, enjoy the interview with Andy Dorfman. And please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you your podcasts. All right, so we are here with Andy Dorfman, ahead of her running the New York Half Marathon, the United United Airlines Half Marathon. Andy, thanks for being here. How are you feeling?
1: Thank you for having me. I'm feeling good, feeling ready. Kind mm-hmm. of.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you you famously run the the full marathon before. Is the, does it feel like you ha- you can be a little bit less intense with the training? Like, how do you feel kind of compared to that first experience?
1: Oh, for sure. I feel like I have to only do half as much, which is great. I mean, after running LA Marathon, my second marathon, I was like, I don't know if I love the marathons that much anymore. And I haven't done a half yet, surprisingly, because I was supposed to do the United half in 2020, but obviously COVID. And so this is my first time doing a half, which I'm excited about training's definitely been a little easier, which is nice. Like we're busy. I don't have the same amount of time that I did when I trained for New York. So it's good. I feel like it's a great like balance of still challenging myself and staying fit, but also, you know, not having it be every single second of my life.
0: Right. And the New York Roadrunners helps is what is the organization that organizes this and and you've worked with them before. Can you speak a little bit about that and your relationship to them?
1: Yeah, um, it's funny because they kind of found me before the marathon. I had been running a lot in New York and they had reached out to me and asked if I wanted to run the New York City Marathon. And I'm like, mm, no, I'm good. I like <laughs> run at sunset, like to the bar for, with my girlfriends. Right. You know, I was like, I don't think I could do 26. And they asked one more time. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do it and try it. And they gave me a coach, Roberto, who everyone that follows me knows about. And we just became like best buds. He was exactly what I needed at that time. He pushed me, but he was also a friend. And so, we obviously had such a close relationship, and I just found out actually today that he's going to run the half with us. So oh, awesome. I like am even more excited. Yeah, and Blaine knows him. We like meet for drinks when we're in New York at times, and so I'm really pumped. That relationship is obviously super special to me, and I'm excited to get to run again with him. Yeah, that's I so run fun. Since the marathon with him.
0: That is so fun, and you're running it with Blaine, yeah. correct? Why Why did you guys decide yep. to do this together?
1: I mean, I think it's just been like a great way to like spend time together. He's really into fitness. Obviously, we're both trying to get in shape for the wedding. So this was a great opportunity to be like, okay, if we train for this, we're probably going to get, you know, a little shredded for the wedding. So it's like two birds, one stone there. And it's fun. Like we actually enjoy doing it together. It's a good way to spend time with someone, you know, you're Mm -hmm. not on your phone, you don't have a lot of distractions. It's just a great way to have one-on-one time, either with a friend or your partner.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. And my brother ran the New York Marathon in the fall, and that was the first time I had really sort of like gone out and watched it, done the whole day. And and you know, I knew it was, I knew what it was, but you don't really know what the vibe is sort of until you experience that. And it's so special mm-hmm. to seeing so many people in New York come out, and and the energy is just like no other. And it really. I mean, he said that that's sort of what got him through and got him sort of like past some of the biggest hurdles during that race. Can you, can you describe some of that feeling? Cause you obviously experienced that when you were in the full marathon and you're probably going to experience some of that in this half yeah. marathon as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, New York obviously is just a special place to run the race. Um, obviously I've run in LA and no offense to LA, but like nothing beats New York city. It is like, how can I describe it? It's like seeing the best of the city in one day, like everyone comes out everyone's so supportive they're cheering and you also get to see the entire city like you go for the marathon through every single borough and you know to run across the bridges with nobody on them and to that was a really like I can get chills even thinking about it running across the bridge that no one's on in the middle of New York City he said that was the hardest part he said that
0: was the hardest part because there's nobody cheering on the bridges
1: I know, but it's like kind of this weird peace moment. I remember like vividly, like it's just very peaceful in a certain way. And you're just seeing the city in a a different light. I mean, I lived there at the time I did the marathon and I still felt like I saw the city and its people in such a different way. And then for the half marathon, we're going to run through Times Square. So they close Times Square. Like, wow, that's cool. I mean, cool. it's just, yeah, it's just how special is that? I mean, you don't really get that anytime. Um, so, yeah, there is definitely something special about New York, the people and just seeing the city on foot that way is just, you, you can't replicate it.
0: That's like the only way I'd want to go be in Times Square. I, I, I stay away from Times Square as much as possible. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> that's no. a good way. That's a good excuse to actually go there. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it's going to be fun for me to also show blame that side of it because obviously he's been to New York with me plenty, but to see it in that light, I'm actually like more excited for him um, to experience that. Cause like I said, there's just nothing like experiencing a race in New York. And so I'm really pumped for him to get to experience that as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And obviously this race is happening in your old stomping grounds of New York. You've Mm -hmm. since lived in LA and now South Carolina what do you, and you've been back, I'm sure a million times, but like, yeah. I guess, what do you miss most about your life in New York? And and when you come back, what does it give, like, what does the energy give you? What does being back in New York city give you? Cause it's, there's something revitalizing yeah. about stepping back in, stepping foot back in Manhattan.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I miss everything about New York. Like you're so happy there. Not to say I'm not happy here. I'm happy anywhere, but there is a different level of excitement. And I always, I just want to do everything there. I just feel like the most tired and the most energized at the same time when I'm in New York.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what what are the things that you like have to do when you're here?
1: Well, obviously pizza, like that's a given. <laughs> I never leave New York without having some pizza. Still love running Central Park. Like it brings back so many memories to me. And honestly, just like walking around, I walk miles and miles in New York. And same. there's just, it's like being now it's like being in a foreign city to me, which is fun because I'm seeing new things that I'm getting to explore. Like I did when I first lived there because so much of it has changed and you know, three years that I've been gone. So it's been fun to just walk around. And I just explore.
0: So you live in South Carolina now, which is a big change from New York and LA. Yeah. What what has that been like for you? I mean, does it, does it feel like, I mean, obviously you're with Blaine, so you're extremely happy in a relationship, but just yeah. like location wise and lifestyle wise, like what has the adjustment been like for you? And, and is it an, is it a nice change? I'm sure it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's different. You know, I'm from the South. Originally I grew up born and raised in Georgia, but I haven't lived there since I did the show. So for a while, um, and even I went away to school. So I didn't like spend a ton of time there. But I will say like, life is easier here in a good way. Like, Mm -hmm. there's little things that I realize, like, whether it's, you know, going to the DMV, and people actually being nice to you, or, you know, people holding the door open for you, and you're returning a bunch of packages, the people here, like make the quality of life really nice. It's a nice, easy life, and also I love South Carolina. Like we dip down to Charleston all the time. Uh, it's one of our favorite cities, the coast down there. Like we love it. And it's only a couple hours away. So it's great. And also I'm close to my family, which is really nice.
0: Yeah. That that was going to be my next question. Is, is it, it also, you're so close to Atlanta where, where your parents are and that, that must feel n- nice, especially as you sort of start to build a life with Blaine and possibly have a family like that must feel pretty nice to have, to have them so close to you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to need my mom to babysit our kids for sure. So that's going to be nice. Uh, She always jokes. She's like, I'm just glad you're on the same time zone, which it is nice. Um, You know, being two hours away from my parents at this stage in my life. Like I loved being far away at times, whether it was school or whether it was New York, California. But I think at this stage in my life, it's going to be really nice to have them so close.
0: Definitely. So you mentioned the wedding and preparing for the wedding Mm -hmm. and shredded for the wedding through this training and and the race. Yeah. (laughs) You got engaged last March. It's been a year. (laughs) <laughs> what, what what is tell me the latest updates on the wedding what, what what are you comfortable or willing to share um about about your your wedding because there are a lot of people that are very excited about it
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. I can share what I know, which is not a ton because Blaine has (laughs) definitely taken the reins on planning the wedding. I was like, I just don't feel like doing that. And so every morning I wake up, there's literally five or 10 emails between him and our planner, which is a dream, literally a dream. Hands off. Uh, (laughs) I was like, I won't even complain. I'm happy to just show up. I'm very excited for the wedding dresses, which I'm doing in New York, gives me a little excuse to pop up there for fittings and whatnot. Yeah, I was actually just there last week. And Mark Ingram, who's like legendary atelier in New York is doing a custom dress. So we were like cutting the muslin and designing it all. And that's just been like a pinch me type of moment for sure. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm ready. It's kind of like, it's very surreal to me, you know, I'll be 36 years old and not, that like I lived to get married but it's like oh this is this is what it all came down to huh right. this is you know where everything led me like I think that's a very surreal feeling and it'll be a surreal moment too, walking down the aisle of like okay so all of that all of that led me here
0: right right and and you post on Instagram I think you know relatively recently about how like you two had met 15 years ago or something and then you you reconnected and that's when you started to to you started a relationship. And I love the idea of a reconnection like that. I think that is so, I don't know. I think that there's kind of a romance to that and just sort of like you, you came into each other's lives. It wasn't the right time. And then you came back to each other's lives. Can you elaborate a little bit on that story? Because I think it's something that it's kind of like, it's kind of a hopeful thing I think for people that have been following your journey specifically too.
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely fate. Like I met Blaine when I was probably 18 years old. I think he was playing baseball. Um, One of his teammates was one of my best friends that I grew up with, like all through childhood. And there was a 4th of July party and he brought all the boys down and Blaine was one of those guys. And we met. And when I tell you, I did not talk to him for 15 years, like nothing did not talk for 15 years. There was no like back and forth. This wasn't like, hold on, you got this. No, I lived my life. He lived his life. And then I guess now it'd be two summers ago. It's like 15 years after, literally he was in Italy at a wedding. I was in Italy vacationing and he DM'd me and was like, Hey, are you still in Italy? I'm like, yeah. He was like, cool. I'm going to take you out for drinks. I was like, okay, well I'm with my girlfriend. So you have to take her out too. He's like, no problem. And yeah, we met. And then like, it's funny because it's not like, Oh, we were in a relationship immediately, but we were like, let's hang out again after Italy. And then just slowly we were hanging out more and more and a lot of people will ask like, oh, is there that one moment where you knew he was the one? I'm like, honestly, no, there just was never a moment that he wasn't the one. But yeah, I mean, it is definitely like when when I repeat it back like that, definitely like a fairy tale. But I also don't want to sell the fairy tale that, you know, doesn't exist. It's just by happenstance that like we ran into each other. And I will say like for everything that I had been through, like in the public eye, on television, writing books, to have someone that was like from my past, I think really like hit home for me and made me that much more comfortable and I knew that I could like be my actual self because someone that you know had met me before I had done all this was still in my life or was now back in my life so that was a really cool aspect of it to me it's just like there was almost like an inherent trust there
0: yeah that must be really comforting and and I, and I love that mm-hmm. like in that story there's there's sort of like a there is sort of like a fairy tale romance to it of the reconnection, but also like, there's a very modern element of it. Him just like DMing you and, and just like kind of seeing if you want to hang out again. And that's, I think that there's, there's something in that story for a lot of people. And I don't think you're selling a fairy tale necessarily, but yeah. I don't know, it's, it's yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. We didn't like see each other. We're like, that's right. the one here. He's back in my life. You know, it just was like, okay, this is cool. Like no expectations. And Yeah, it just worked out. I mean, timing is everything. I feel like, you know, at 18, obviously, that was not going to happen. But also, you know, in my 20s, and I see that even in wedding planning, honestly, like the wedding that I'm planning it or that Blaine's planning (laughs) at age 36 is so far different than the wedding I thought I'd plan in my 20s. Mm.
0: Yeah, totally. I think also what makes hearing your story and again somebody who's you know been there since you were on the show and since then I think I mean you you've written two books you've been so you've been so celebratory about being single and 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 finding yourself in in the past you know five or eight years or however long it's been and I love that I, I just love that you really celebrated that as a single person who's I I think, especially if you like in from city life, it's like, that's such a common kind of story, I think for people. And Mm -hmm. I love the, I just want to read a little bit of the post that you posted. Like, I think it was last week where you said you realize everyone has a different path and different timing. And ultimately you've got two options. Think you're not good enough and get down on yourself or dance on tables and relish the moment you are in. And I think that is such a beautiful message to send to people. And I'm curious when, when did you realize that for yourself, th- that there were those two options and that you should take that latter option?
1: I think I really realized it in myself when I stopped caring what society thought or what society thought I should or shouldn't be doing in terms of my age and you know my relationship status. Obviously, I come from the South. Southerners tend to get married younger, uh, but I, that was not my path. And so as soon as I kind of just was like, I'm going to live my life. I'm here in the city. New York city helped a lot with that because like you said, women tend to be a lot older before they get into serious relationships. There's a lot more like, not that the South isn't career driven, but it's just a different career drive in New York. Cause I mean, you got to make it, you right. know, like totally. <laughs> everyone is hustling just to pay the expensive rent. So I feel like New York definitely helped me with that. And like, I would always suggest somebody that's single, that's not happy where they are move to New York, it'll be the best experience of your life. And it it makes you forget a lot of those insecurities that you have. And also, I think just going through other things in life, you're like, I don't need to worry about relationships. Like, you know, COVID obviously was a big factor of that, of just like trying to get through it all and be healthy and, you know, make sure that everyone around me was taken care of. And you're just like, okay, I'm good. Like I, I got to create my life for myself, whether that's with a guy, whether that's with a certain job, um, whether it's running, whether it's, you know, anything, everything to me, I want to weave into happiness.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So when I was doing research for this interview, Andy, some site, I I think it's like literally dot which I had didn't even realize existed, but it was, it's sort of, it's been keeping tabs on your life since then. And there was some post that was like nine years ago oh, this week, Andy was announced as the bachelorette. And, <laughs> and I think that was literally this week.
1: Oh my gosh. Is that what it's been? I
0: think so. And, and
1: that would make sense. And March.
0: I, and I guess like my question for you about that is like, do you feel like that Andy is almost like a, not a different person, but how do you reflect back to the Andy that existed nine or 10 years ago? And what would you tell that person considering where you are now?
1: Oh my gosh. Great question. I mean, I don't think I'm different as a person necessarily. I think age obviously has a lot to do with it. Um, I think, I think when I was in my twenties and especially, you know, doing the bachelorette, I felt like I really needed to like be strong and, and almost bossy in order to prove like my strength and confidence. And I realized that definitely does not need to be something in my life. Like I don't need to be in charge and in control of everything. And that's definitely kind of like settled me down a little bit. I'm trying to think like, I mean, it's almost hard to even remember those days. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a whirlwind and all of that, but I think I'd probably just tell myself, which is easy to say now, but tell myself back then, like, just hold on, like enjoy the ride hang on like it's all going to work out in the end um especially if you keep the whole vibe of just being happy in your life like you're destined to be happy if that's what you focus on and so i would just say just hold on to the wild ride and soak it up and i feel like i did soak it up for the most part like I said yes to everything. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this. And now, especially being in South Carolina, actually to kind of make it full circle, I feel like, and, and getting married and you know, wanting to start a family, I feel like I've done a lot in my life. I feel you very have. like content. And I feel like I have a lot of experience, good and bad, that like now I get to share with my family mm. and teach my kids one day and encourage them, you know, because I lived that life for better or worse, like encourage them to go out and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look where it led me. Like yeah. I'm very fortunate with Blaine because he's like the absolute best, but yeah, look where it led That's, me. So. I, I
0: love that. And, and I want to say like the, the qualities that you talked about sort of maybe using to overcompensate a little bit back then, those, those <laughs> are qualities that... I mean, at least for me, like I love those qualities about you. I love your assertiveness and and how, how strong you are and who you are. And I think that that's, that's why you've continued to maintain such a big following and people who are so invested in your life because they love those those qualities about you. And I'm glad that you've maintained that. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering, I, I don't really want to get into like nitty gritty of Bachelor and all that because I don't even watch the show anymore. But I would just love to know like how how your relationship to that world has evolved and changed over the years was there a moment where you felt pressure to stay really involved like or and how did you get over that like just talk to me through some of those moments because i'm sure sure it's it's i'm sure it's kind of a wild ride post show
1: yeah i definitely remember feeling like internal pressure to stay involved because i think a lot of post bachelor and bachelorette at the time that i did it had to do with social media and following and relevancy and in order to stay relevant you know you had to still be in the world or doing the podcast or Giving yeah. interviews, and I think honestly for me, the turning point was the books. That was like my separation from it, and not in a not in a bad way, but just I don't want to be the person that is holding on to something that is now nine years ago because I want to evolve. I want to have different things, and so the books. I think writing those two books really helped with that of just transitioning into life. I think also New York City helped me with that a lot. Like, you know, you're kind of out of that world of just Bachelor Nation, which, you know, I love Bachelor Nation. Like I still see some of my friendships that came from there being like some of the most important friendships in my life. Um, You know, there's a lot of people that'll be at my wedding. Um, So there's a lot of takeaways from the show in terms of that. But I think for me personally, I just had to kind of separate from that being my entire identity. And also, you know, I had a great time on the show, but the result obviously wasn't all this happiness. And so I think that made it a little easier to kind of move along. And again, I I don't, I don't want to be completely defined by a show and a relationship that didn't work out.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would agree with you on the books too. I think the books, I think, Mm -hmm. I think inherently, and one of the reasons why I have stopped with the show is that I think that it was, it was pushing this sort of cookie cutter idea of what happiness and finding your fairy tale looks like. And, I yeah. think that the books inherently pushed against that. And I really respected that when you, when you wrote those books, because yeah. that that's not easy to, to kind of reject some of that, I think. And, and that would, that yeah. that's kind of owning your own story again. And I think that was really cool of you to do.
1: Yeah. And I think the show's changed too. Like I will say I've, I've always spoken so highly of the show. Like I had the best time. I mean, I traveled, I learned so much about myself. Like it was an amazing opportunity. I, I still sometimes like, can't believe I did it. Like it, it's crazy. Like, it, that it's crazy that my life was like that. Um But yeah, I, I do. I agree with you. I think it's changed a little bit, obviously a lot more for ratings. I think the social media aspect has kind of changed the type of people that go on it. Um So I'm thankful for when I did it, Yeah. but yeah, I'm good leaving it, you know, how I left it. Totally. I feel good about it.
0: Yeah. Good, good. And so in, in, in the past several years, like, how do you what is your day-to-day like, or what do you, I know you have endorphins, which is, which is your workout app and community sort of based off your running experience. And what are some of the other things that you are trying, are wanting to pursue or wanting to sort of redefine some of your life with?
1: Yeah. Well, first, I mean, just in the present, it's like, Building a new life. Yeah. I feel like every time I've moved, you have to really build a new life. And now I'm building it with someone else. You know, obviously getting married, obviously building a house together. But I am definitely doing a third book. It's time. Yeah, everyone's time. like, "Where's third book?" And I always <laughs> feel I talk about pressure. I always felt this like internal pressure, and I had been working on it for like during COVID, a couple years before even. And there just wasn't that ending. I didn't. I couldn't see the full picture of it. And it was preventing me from continuing writing. And now I feel like I'm at a spot where I I see the full picture and it, it changes my vantage point. It changes my viewpoint on the past when you have that full picture. I still always like journal. So like those moments in time are still there, but I think you can figure out what's more integral in your life when you have the ending. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'm going to take this year to definitely work on that and hopefully get it out next year. Kind of goes back to the single life too. Is like, here's the ending. And I don't want to just focus on like, Oh, happily ever after. Cause like, you know, that's, that's the end. We get it. Not the end of my life, but the end of that chapter, we get it. But, I think the steps leading up to that are something that um, could be really beneficial to share with people.
0: Definitely, and I think didn't you, I think you called it? Are you are you referring it to chapter three? Are you referring to this part of your life as chapter three? Is that sort of?
1: Yeah, I guess it's like chapter three and beyond. I feel like there's a lot of mini chapters. Yeah, of course, in there. of course. So, yeah, but it, but it
0: makes sense uh, to sort of document this as sort of kind of a holistic moment for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like, I didn't know that this would come or if it would come when. And so here we are. And it feels like the right time, the right headspace to write Exciting. it. So I'm really pumped for the third book. I hope everyone else will be too.
0: <laughs> they will be. They will be. Well, Andy, I mean, I think we have what two, two or three weeks until this half marathon, the United Airlines half marathon in New York. Do you train intensely in these last two weeks or do you, do you kind of settle down with it? What, what, how are you preparing, preparing for these final days?
1: Yeah, no, the last week is the best because you like taper off and you basically love, do nothing. Love that you. Light runs. I mean, <laughs> I'll be honest, like I'm not at the pace that I ran the New York marathon at, which was was crazy, but that was my entire life. That's what I did like every single day in hindsight. I'm like, wow, that's why I was so fast. Um, So I don't have that expectation. You know, we're busy, but we have been training. We just did like our nine mile run yesterday. And then we'll probably do like one more long run, probably seven miles or so. And then just have fresh legs and enjoy it. Like, I'm definitely going to enjoy it. We have no set time. It's fun, yeah. Um, Just finding out that Roberto is going to run with me. Like, I'm so pumped. It's going to be that much more fun. And the marathon was, I was very locked in. And I was very, very intense about it. And I wouldn't change that. It was that time of my life. And this one, I think I want to enjoy the surroundings of New York and the people a little more.
0: (laughs) I think it's, I think that those two approaches are kind of indicative of, where you are right now in your life totally. and where you were then. And it's I think so that that's true. kind of cool, you know?
1: So true. Yeah, that is very true. Actually, I didn't think about that till just now.
0: Well, I love that Spot for you, on. Andy. Uh, well, this was so much thank fun you. talking to you and catching up with you. You seem like you're in such an amazing place and it that, that warms oh, my thanks. heart for sure. So um,
1: thank you. I appreciate that actually very much.
0: Yeah, of course. And uh, anyway, hopefully we talk soon and good luck in the half marathon.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to We Should Talk. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find out more about In The Know at inthenow.com.